Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. Podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl Sandra with a special edition episode. We're gonna kick off the first episode of 2020 for everybody. It's been uh, it's been kind of an interesting off season. Not too crazy yet. Uh, at the recording, at the time of us recording this podcast, not too much craziness has gone on. Uh, for the Red Stars specifically, but the draft is around the corner and some things have happened in terms of uh, roster impact. So there are some things to talk about here, including a special project that uh, we want to talk to you all about. So I couldn't do any of that stuff alone. No one could ever do anything alone. So I'm here tonight with my friend, homie, colleague, Blair Watkins, a.k.a. Scanner Originator. How are you doing today? Good. I'm uh, happy to be back. I'm ready to go. How about you? Me too. Me too. It's uh, I missed you, buddy. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm like, who? No one has good opinions, but Sandra. I want to yeah, hear them. <laughs> same. It's like you know what? I see, I see those takes, but I only care about Claire's. Yeah, truly. That's all I care about. Hey, did you have a good holidays, buddy? I did. Yeah, it was it was nice. Uh, yeah, right. Soccer, re- relatively soccer free, honestly, um, which has it's been good everyone needs a break every once in a while so hard agree yeah holidays were eventful for me i'm sure uh everyone or i hope everyone had some good ones out there uh you should let us know if you had good holidays or not when you got the time uh but as far as the red stars uh definitely on vacation just like like the rest of us right um probably putting in a ton of work behind the scenes as most off seasons go uh, in terms of roster movement for the team, I know uh, during the offseason, sometimes uh, people look to their clubs for roster news and stuff like that. And in the wake of this offseason, there was still some rumors about potential expansion happening for 2020. And naturally, as the year approached its end, the league finally announced that the 2020 season would still move forward with only nine teams entering the third year without expansion, I believe, Claire, right? Is that right? Well, (laughs) well, third year without expansion, but um, also third year of contraction. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Important word there, folks. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, I think with, with that announcement, I think maybe some some folks out there might have thought, well, now that that's out there, now that teams and clubs and front offices sort of know what they're working with moving forward, they can maybe just sort of focus on the draft and prepare for that. I believe at one point you had even North Carolina coach Paul Riley tweeting tweeting out into the void for anyone to hear him, you know, wanting to know about the decision. Yeah, about I'm not sure they knew. I don't. I'm not sure like your average NWSL coach knew what was going on much longer before we did. Yeah, it's it's wild and a little discouraging to be quite honest. But uh, it was interesting to see to see that kind of happen and ha- see that tweeted out, nonetheless. But uh, yeah, they they basically said you know it was rumored that Sacramento was going to be this team. Apparently, they are still in the mix as a potential. Uh, expansion destination and that's just not going to happen for for 2020 Uh, it was already announced that 2021 would uh, welcome Louisville as a NWSL uh, club expansion team uh, for 2021 so now there's a lot of discussion about uh, whether there's going to be 
two or possibly three teams for 2021. So uh, we're going to go from some contraction to some major <laughs> expansion uh, potentially next year. Right. So well, for now, yeah. it's kind of like I think we're sort of entering this season expecting some similar stuff. Sure. And and I think I mean, the one thing I do want to say is, yes, it's 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 very personally it's I'm very disappointed um, that they couldn't get a deal done. Uh, for 10 teams in 2020. Um, I've said this a million times, but it's the schedule is going to kill us all. Um, and however, um, considering considering that there has been some early news of roster attrition for Chicago, it's good for them this year that they're not dealing with an expansion draft. Um, they're not losing their allocated players. All of that stuff is going to be the same. Uh, which obviously benefits also Chicago's closest rivals, but it benefits the Red Stars a lot. And um, so, yeah, this is going to be one more year of the core of this team probably not changing a ton. Next year, God knows, but we're not <laughs> – can't can't get there. Um, but this year – This year – The band's back together. The yeah. band's back together again. <laughs> kind of, but yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is one concern that the Red Stars don't have that they did have maybe only even a couple weeks ago. So that is that's good news for them. For sure. In terms of like uh, the roster movement, I know we we spoke a little a touch on it uh, a little bit in our final episode of 2019. We had a special episode to to close out the year. Uh, had a special guest and former director of communications with uh, Justine Freud, and she dropped a lot of a good stuff, a lot of good knowledge for us on that episode. So if you uh, weren't able to check that episode out because uh, you were too busy with holidays and stuff like that, travel, definitely check it out. Um, it'll help give you some insight into maybe how 2020 goes as well. And uh, I think within that episode at that time, it was already announced that uh, Sam Kerr had departed from the team. Um, she's now uh, representing uh, Chelsea over in England. So best of luck to her. Uh, again, you can catch all our feelings about it on that previous episode. Uh, but along with uh, Sam Kerr, there's been an announcement of a couple other departures uh, for the Red Stars. Um, it was announced that uh, Brooke Elby went ahead and uh, announced her retirement from uh, active play. She's going to be taking on a different role moving forward. Uh, she's still going to uh, be, I believe it's co-chair or co-executive director. Yeah, co-ED. Co-executive of- director of the NWSL Players Association with I.L. Averbush. So uh, amazing to see her like just sort of develop into this new role a natural role for her i believe we we got you and i got in this season specifically of 2019 we got to see uh the rise the real rise of president <laughs> brooke elby uh and it was uh quite uh, it was quite the scene it was yeah. something that to behold she put in a lot of work um for that players association as its elected president and it's uh it's great to see her uh having the, the plan that she has in place for her um, post-retirement, you know, including, with, you know, school and staying on as this uh, co-executive uh, director. Yeah, so, I, uh, I, I, am, I am both inspired and intimidated by Brooke Elby. I think that she, uh, it, she's just someone, right, it's, and I think that, I think it's so cool, because the thing is, like, I do want to underline, she's a, she was a good soccer player, who was a contributor to not only the team this year, but to the Royals the year prior. Um, She is someone who could have had a long career in this league. 
Um, but I, I think it's, it's so cool. And I respect so much the fact that she knows that she also has the opportunity to be incredibly influential by cutting, by, by letting the, the on the field stuff stop and using that same energy and commitment in other ways. And I think, um, and I hope that what we come to see in the next five years is former players, not only coming back as coaches, but coming back as general managers and executives and commissioners. And I think Brooke Elby is going to be on the front lines of that. And uh, I think that's awesome. And I've said this a bunch. I said this to Justine. I said this, you know, to you. Um, We're also just going to see how truly deep these teams were during this period of the league, not only just in playing, but the, the individuals who rose to the top during this period of kind of congestion are just, they're so impressive and so cool. And so, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to see what, what she does next. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Uh, one last final salute to our forever president, Brooke Elby. We Truly. wish you, well, stay a, <laughs> stay a friend of the, the Red Stars. Uh, hopefully we'll still be uh, seeing her around these parts. Uh, and as far as um, additional roster movement for the Red Stars, uh, big move internationally for one Miss Maria Sanchez. Uh, Maria Sanchez was formally announced by Chivas Femenil as one of their marquee off-season signings as they head into their season, uh, which will be kicking off probably already at the time this episode <laughs> launches, to be quite honest. But yeah, I know that um, there was a lot of excitement around this particular player uh, being drafted alongside Turner Davidson coming out of last year's draft. Um, really cool moments uh, with all her Santa Clara teammates uh, that went really viral. A lot of good stuff. And uh, a little bit, maybe a little bit of a I don't want to say surprise pick for the Red Stars, but it was definitely a pick uh, that I think people maybe didn't expect from a coach like Rory Dames, right? Right, um, yeah. So in that, in that sense, it also made it kind of special. Yeah. Um, I, um... So sorry, we saw... No, you finished. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. We all got feelings about it, right? Yeah, We're going to yeah. get into that. We're going to get into it right now. Um, so we, we got to see uh, Maria Sanchez throughout some uh, smaller moments. Uh, off the bench for the Red Stars this season. And things that we saw during those matches, uh, we appreciated and we enjoyed. Uh, we wish that she could have had more time with this team and obviously more opportunity to develop and sort of show um, what she got. But we understand that she's a very special talent. I think everybody can agree on that. Um, her teammates that I've spoken to have agreed on that. Her coaches that I've spoken to have agreed on that. And, uh, you got to be in a place where you can kind of shine and show that off. So I think this is a good move for her and I'm excited to see uh, what's in store for her. And I'm also equally as excited to maybe one day see her return. Uh, the prospect of her getting some of that sweet, sweet tan money is very, very real. I <laughs> yeah, think uh, I we'll see. We'll see what happens for her. Um, yeah. I think I actually have a lot to say about Maria Sanchez. Um, you tell me. <laughs> uh, thing one is I want to underline the fact that she made the roster outright after preseason, um, not all draftees did or have um, historically with the Red Stars. They're a very, again, they just, they're a consistent group. It's a very tough group to break into. And she has 
this thing. She has a spark in her and she, um, she, you know, connected in one of the preseason goals in the Portland tournament. You and I saw it. Um, she, yeah. And then she made the roster, which, um, is not an easy thing to do, especially in this past year. This will also be true in the upcoming year. Um, oh man, without expansion, it's, it's tough out there. And she is a player that I also think that if there was expansion, if we did see a new team come in, if next year we saw three teams come in, there's room for a player like her to not only be on a team, but to play. And that's just not the reality of the NWSL right now. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I also just want to talk a little bit about, this has been a big thing for me this off season. Um, with, some of the roster movement with the Red Stars and kind of envisioning not only what they look like this year, but what they're going to look like next year or the year after. Um, and I want to be clear about one thing, which is just you can only – you truly can only judge a team on their soccer goals. Not just – not like goals that they score, but like their, their, their long-term goals as a soccer team. And I think it's unfair to – hold them necessarily to a higher standard than that but I will just say and this is just me this is just per- it's just a personal thing which is just I really enjoyed last year um that the Red Stars were an international team um they you know they had some prominent um queer players and they thrived having just a very diverse locker room um and this offseason they lost, they have lost two big parts of that. And I also just want to underline <laughs> how much they joked about it on social media, but just how much Sam Kerr and Maria Sanchez liked each other. And um, I cherish that. I cherish that environment that that team had. And I don't hold the Red Stars to that expectation because it's too hard. You can't. But if you believe that, you know, women's soccer is a cultural feminist endeavor you have to note those things about that team and so not only um do I think Maria Sanchez is a valuable soccer talent but I just miss her as part of the Chicago Red Stars identity so that's my piece I think work uh incredibly dope piece thank you (laughs) I I don't disagree uh with a lot of what you said uh in fact I'll just echo those sentiments um we talked. We talked a lot last year. We went on record on that last episode of the of 2019, uh, talking about how special that 2019 roster was, and that really did include everybody from their superstar in Sam Kerr to the face of the team in Julie Ertz to their younger talents in somebody like Maria Sanchez or even somebody like Akela Sharples, who were leaving their small imprints on this team. Uh, in any capacity uh, that they really could. So I'm excited for the uh, prospect and to sort of see what she can do out there in the Mexican league. Um, I've gone gone on record (laughs) a number of times um, saying that I 100% absolutely believe there's a, there's a gap in the talent between NW style and Liga Mix Femino. And I think that a player like Sanchez Having a year of NWSL under her belt, even if it is, even if it was something where she was coming off the bench, 
the type of professionalism and the sort of day-to-day that she got to experience um, here in the States, I think is going to benefit her out as she goes out there and yeah. pursues her career she, in Liga Mex Femenil. She got to train with a really good team every day. Um, you, I mean, if you there's anything, I mean, we've talked about this, if there's anything we learned uh, from the USA World Cup dominance, it's that uh, the best teams have the hardest, the hardest games that they play are in training. And I think that, yeah, I think she's going to kill it. I think she's going to totally kill it. It's going to be dope to see. I think um, she's a player that's been profiled and highlighted for her notorious left foot. Obviously, maybe not so much her goal-scoring prowess. So while I think the assists will come, like I also believe that in Liga Mix Femenil, the goals will come for her too. So it'll be really dope to see. Um, as far as content uh, for some of these players, I know, Claire, you had some really great stuff out on Sam Kerr to close out the year. Um, you know, we had multiple profiles on a number of these players, uh, Brooke Elby during that infamous snow game. There's work out there. I believe I have that out on secondcitysoccer.com. Um, and we all had a profile at Equalizer with both Katie Johnson and Maria Sanchez. And that's uh, actually been rolled out again uh, with some with a new story that I have out right now highlighting Liga Mex Femenil. And also Houston Dash doing yeah. some very unique and cool things with that. So Maria Sanchez comes up again in that piece. If people want to uh, revisit that uh, by any means, you can find that on uh, EQZ at EqualizerSoccer.com. So, uh, yeah, shout out to to those, our dearly departed, right? Hopefully we'll see you someday in the future again. Yeah, always uh, a red star. <clears throat> forever a red star. So uh, with that, I think when news like that happens, right, whether it's, again, somebody like a superstar like Sam Kerr where maybe you sort of saw the writing on the wall, right? Or somebody like a Maria Sanchez where you thought, well, a player like that can't sort of be pigeonholed in that type of role forever, right? That when some of these things happen, especially like within an offseason, maybe there's a part of your brain, if you're a supporter of the Chicago Red Stars or a fan of the Chicago Red Stars or just a casual viewer of the Chicago Red Stars, where you're going, huh, okay, <laughs> when are you going to announce other players to maybe sort of round out this roster, right? So, uh, in all due time, I think now that the new year has broke, I think now that the draft is around the corner for the Red Stars, it will be taking place on January 16th at the, uh, what is this, the uh, Soccer Coaches Convention in Baltimore. And all that's going to come to play. So I think there's, we're going to start to see some more movement now, possible trades, uh, signings. And honestly, um, you know, before for the Red Stars, and finish to the Red Stars, before the year ended up for them, they actually announced a trade with uh, Utah Royals FC and their former <laughs> Now former head coach, yeah. Laura Harvey, because that's a bit of news. It's not rest size related news, but that is some NWS news. Laura Harvey is is uh, going to be moving on to a position with U.S. Soccer. Uh, but they made a trade with Laura Harvey and uh, Utah Royals for Mackenzie Daniak. So they did announce some roster news for themselves prior to 2019 closing out. They traded their natu- The rest of us traded their natural second-round pick in the 2021 NWSL draft to Utah Royals for Mackenzie Doniak. And this is definitely, um, I think, a move that people were looking at is, uh, you know, with a po- sort of a potential upside. 
for the club. You know, fills a role in terms of like a, a position in terms of a forward midfielder type of vibe. Um, Mackenzie Doniak has experience, uh, you know, playing with, with Morgan Bryan and Danny Colaprico um, in UVA. So there were uh, a lot of positive things, I think, uh, to look at within a trade that was announced in this. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I like I think ugh, I just said I like and I think a bunch of times. Um, yeah, Mackenzie Doniak, I think there's a huge upside there. I think um, she makes a ton of sense for the Red Stars. I think not only do the Red Stars trust themselves when it comes to, you know, strong, like hardworking players, uh, but also just they trust themselves when it comes to getting players healthy. And Mackenzie Doniak is someone who's had some injury issues in the last couple of seasons, which I think is probably why um, they got her for something that didn't have a ton of value. Um, yeah. I mean, straight up player, player for pick like that, they're getting a lot and not giving up a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great move. I think that Mackenzie Doniak is going to have a lot of success as, as a red star. And I think that, um, you know, obviously it's easy to focus on the headliners that they have to replace, but I also think that they're a team that has to keep managing their depth because everyone's going to be really good next year. So I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's a good move. Yeah. Again, because it's, <laughs> it's going to be nine teams and the schedule kill uh, us all. So North Carolina is not getting <laughs> worse next year. <laughs> depth is still going to be very important for many rosters out there. It's still an Olympic year, folks. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of catching, I think everybody up to date, uh, so far in terms of some of the things that have happened during this off season for the rest stars, obviously as the draft gets closer, as things are announced and obviously post draft, once we see, you know, what type of, uh, draft the red stars and Rory Dames, uh, want to go ahead and work, uh, you know, this year, whether it's a lot of trades or whether it's a number of. Uh, draftees. Yeah, we really still don't know. That's the thing is, is we, it's all going to be revealed, you know? Yeah. And it's going to be fun. Uh, I don't think anyone can ever take that away from one Mr. Rory Dames. No one uh, can really work a draft uh, like that head coach. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Indeed. There was a, there's been a lot of talk about this particular class uh, entering into the draft. There's a lot of talent. There's so much talent uh, in this incoming draft that a lot of them might not even play in NWSL. They might just go overseas. We already Hey-o. saw Dana. We already saw uh, Dana Castellanos uh, go overseas with Atletico Madrid. And, uh, you know, you have to wonder as those, as those things sort of come to light, you know, how the rest stars are going to navigate that first round because they have a ton of picks heading into that first round. Uh, I believe they have the most picks in that first uh, round. So uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, Rory Dames is uh, no stranger to trading those picks away for, for future picks. And I think in light of the expansion news, you know, that, that might be a route that he goes. So we'll see what happens. It'll be fun to recap once it does happen. Um, so stay tuned for that episode, which will probably be dropping in a couple weeks. Uh, to close out this particular episode, this first episode of 2020, we wanted to talk to you all about a special project that uh, Claire, myself, and Southside Trap are moving forward with uh, that so many of you had been asking about and inquiring about. We even teased it a little bit on our social medias uh, during the month of December. Uh, and after getting some feedback and long discussion, uh, we have decided that we are launching our Patreon for Southside Trap podcast. Yay! Yeah. 
clap, 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 clap. <laughs> or as one of our uh, dear friends, homies, and colleagues mentioned, about time. So True. we we appreciate all the support. We appreciate um, everybody's constant badgering about how they can directly support us. And we felt, uh, after looking at a number of different avenues that Patreon was the best way to go because it gave us a couple different options. It has the tier structure and, uh, it will allow us to give you these different tiers with a different series of content. Uh, before we start getting into these actual tiers, I do just want to state that the podcast as it exists, Southside Trap podcast, as it exists, a show about the Chicago, for and about the Chicago Red Stars, the one that helps you stay inside with the Chicago Red Stars, will exist in its current format. Uh, Claire and I, we want to be there for you guys. Yeah, we're not we're taking about, anything away. We're not taking anything away. This episode, this podcast, it's going to exist as it's going to, as it has always existed going into this season as we launch this Patreon. Um, so as the season kicks off, you can still expect an episode previewing, recapping, analyzing, and discussing Chicago Red Stars games throughout the 2020 season. So with this Patreon, what we are offering is some additional content that maybe you all were out there uh, used to uh, seeing or reading and catching up with while you were also uh, listening to this podcast and consuming it as part of your Chicago Red Stars content. Um, so part of our general conversations for me and Claire, uh, we're pretty collaborative. I like to say we have a really good, A, we have a really good uh, working relationship, but uh, you know we also have a pretty gosh darn good friendship. And uh, yeah. that has helped us produce some of the content that you have all listened to or read or consumed, you know, as general media. And that all came into play when we were creating these tiers. Um, so part of that is actually going to include a writing component, yeah. a component that a lot of you guys, I think we're used to, right. to seeing as our, as our podcast. Launched. Yeah. Before, before we jump in, before we jump into kind of what the tiers are and stuff, I guess mostly I just want to say like, you know, this is a, this is a little bit new. Um, and we're, you know, we're kind of putting ourselves out there. We're making ourselves a little bit vulnerable with this. Um, mostly just, you know, not to get too in the weeds with the larger landscape, but I'm sure, you know, many of you have, have seen us as kind of, we're always talking about um, how, you know, a lot of women's soccer coverage is sort of propped up by people um, who are working for either free or almost free. Um, and we're not, you know, we're not trying to get rich on this. That's still not even what this is. But I think what, what Sandra and I are trying to do is we've, we've done work that we hope you guys have enjoyed. Um, and we want to kind of bet on ourselves and bet on our voice and bet on, um, you know, what we bring to the coverage of the Chicago Red Stars and so we are, yeah, we're integrating a written component that, um, I, the thing for me about, about the written component is it's something that we used to do for free, essentially. Um, and now we're hoping that you value it enough that you would like to kind of go on this journey with us and support us in it. 
Word. I think uh, once this uh, episode launches, <clears throat> you probably will see a number of tweets <laughs> from Claire yeah, and myself right. highlighting it, talking about it. Um, so just in case you don't see those tweets, if you're only here for the podcast, I will just take this time to say uh, that I really do appreciate um, everyone who has come along with me on this journey in, in covering the Red Stars. I will be entering my, my fifth season and covering this team. And it's been quite the ride as 2020 uh, approaches, or I mean, we're in it, but as the 2020 season approaches, it's, it's been wild to, to reflect on that. Um, it's crazy to think that I'm gonna be doing this and covering this team for, for five years. And um, I know a huge part of that was because I was pushing out content on all these various sites and for a long time uh there was one specific site in which the the red stars content that i was producing sort of really became a home for that red stars content and that was sb nation's chicago soccer blog hot time and l time which initially um when i got there was primarily a chicago fire blog and over time with their managing editor managing editor who has um, moved on uh, from the site as well, Bridget Gordon brought me on, really wanted to try to create a Chicago Red Stars presence for that blog. And over time, we reached out for more contributors, Claire came on, and I want to believe uh, that we really helped create a presence on SB Nation's site for Chicago Red Stars content. Um, but like all things, Sometimes you reach a crossroads and you want to like move on and pursue other things. And that's part of what came into play and in us launching this Patreon, really. So in terms of previews uh, that I would always hit you up with and then Claire would hit you guys up with the recap, we're still going to be doing nice. those. And they're just going to be a part of our Patreon page. So when you get a chance uh, to check out these tiers, you will see that that exists that's still going that component is still going to exist uh for everybody who wants to have uh access to that type of writing that type of additional game day coverage for the red stars so it's not something that you'll necessarily find directly from us claire and myself on hot time um you'll find it directly on the patreon page so right. and, all kinds of cool stuff yeah and i think Thanks. part yeah the other thing i just kind of want to say too is um uh, we don't know exactly what uh red stars coverage on hot time is going to look like next year because we're we've decided to do our own thing um and and i i just want to personally say that i am very grateful for um being included in the sb nation community for women's soccer writers because um it's very special. It's a very special group of people. Um, but also, you guys probably know that um, Vox either doesn't pay its contributors at all or puts its contributors on a very small stipend, and then they own everything that you do. And um, I think we're at a point where Sandra and I not only have to bet on ourselves, but we want to own our own work, and we want it to represent us, and we want to always be in a discussion with you guys about you know, the schedule that we're on and, and what you would like to see. And, and I think that the only way for us to stay invigorated and stay inspired and, and feel creative is to really own that. And, um, you know, I, you know, all, all love to the uh, SB Nation NWSL family, 
but um i yeah we just have hit a point where it's time time to jump um and i'm i'm really excited i'm just yeah i just wanted to say that i'm i'm really excited about what the future holds yeah me too and uh we've been we've been sort of teasing this and keeping it under wraps and working on it so that we can have um the right timing so to speak um to introduce it to everybody and we felt that with the new year with the draft around the corner that this was uh this was the time to do it so uh we kept things familiar for you guys uh there's a number of tiers we got a a four tier system and we're referring to it as the friend homies colleagues and partnership tiers so we're trying to keep things simple as possible as fresh as possible for you guys as familiar as possible so and, and the very expensive. friendly price points, yeah. Not we're trying to keep it real with like the the friendly price points. We know what we're talking about, y'all. We're talking about women's soccer. Yeah, uh, it's a we're talking about a team in a league that's still growing as it's entering its its eighth season. You know what I mean? And when people talk a lot about this league and whether it's this Chicago Red Stars or that specific team over there or that specific team over there, we're talking about growing that stuff. I really, I really need people to understand that it's really about growing everything it's about growing everything it's not just about growing the league and growing the teams and expanding and expanding to more cities and expanding yes it's, it's all of those things of course it's all of those things and and growing the salaries and that stuff absolutely needs to happen year in and year out but it's also about growing the way we cover this team it's about growing the way we cover the league it's about changing the way we cover this sport, the way we cover women's soccer. And we really wanted to be a sort of catalyst as we enter into this very, very, very transitional type of moment within women's soccer, which I think everybody can agree coming out of this last World Cup is an incredibly, incredibly transitional moment so and I final thing I promise but um I I do think I very much believe and I'm really again I'm only speaking for myself but I do think um as the digital media landscape changes and as the sports landscape changes and as quite frankly our world (laughs) changes over into kind of an uncertain future I am not sure that the answer is going to come from venture capitalist funding or new websites or um, any sort of other venture that comes from the top down, like we expect with a lot of media, um, I think it might come from fans. I think yeah, we gonna come from you guys, and we want to have this relationship with you. And I believe in the fans more than I believe in almost like anything else in this space. Um, and that's who I want to be partnered with. I don't want to be partnered with. Well, I don't never say never, I guess. Got to keep my options open. But I don't want to be partnered with uh, with some kind of, you know, overlord who's interested in profits. And quite frankly, they don't value the space anyway. So um, I want to work with the people who care. And you guys are the people who care. So um, and I want to work with Sandra. And so this is a really great solution, I think, um, for us. Damn, that really. Ah. That really just put me in some kind of way, Claire. <laughs> I want to work with you too, Claire. Yeah. So yeah it's just, uh, we got, we got, I don't, I say it a lot, but I don't really think y'all understand. I really do have a lot of love for y'all. I mean, so many of you guys have, 
uh, followed, whether it's myself or Claire or this specific podcast or all, all three of those things, all at, all at the same time, uh, I really do got love for it and for y'all. Like, it really, really means a lot. And uh, we do. We want to be a part of changing the landscape and changing the game. And we think we have a unique opportunity here in front of us, especially as, you know, media who are local to this team, you know. So we're excited to launch this with you guys, please check out the Patreon if you have a time, if you have time and are interested in continuing your support of the Southside Trap podcast. Uh, we have a $2 tier, a $5 tier, a $10 tier, and we have a $25 tier uh, that you guys can all look into and see what, uh, you know, interests you the most. Uh, we wanted to make that, that $2 to $10 range sort of attainable and promising for, for everyone out there who wants to continue your support um of the podcast uh, so check us out and you know what guys give us some feedback too if you want to slide into those dms yeah let us, let know. us know how you're feeling about it you know yeah. that just let us know you know what i mean this is going to be a new journey not just for us but for all of us who are planning to be involved so we're all really excited about it we got mad love for you guys and uh i can't wait to to see how this season rolls out for the chicago red stars for the nwsl and for this podcast I'm really, really excited about it. And it feels good to be back. Yeah, no, it's going to be good. Dude, where can the people find you? Uh, Yeah, follow me on Twitter um, at Scout Ripley, which is also the name of my musical project, which also might become relevant to everything else uh, in the next month or so. So, uh, I mean, honestly, truly, there's exciting, we got some exciting stuff planned. So, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Again, we got mad love for you. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, you can also do that on Twitter at Sandrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. Follow me. Follow Claire. We're going to keep you guys up to date with everything that's going on. And we might also tweet some random stupid stuff that might make you laugh. I don't know. We don't want to be pigeonholed and have to write our opinions are our own because we already know that. And we already know that they're our own. We don't work for nobody now, dude. We don't work for nobody now, dude. So go check him out and uh, give us a follow. If you don't feel like following me, Claire, if you don't want to read our work on the numerous sites that we mentioned already, you should just continue your support of the Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. And you can do that by following us on all social media channels, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Southside Trap Pod with one letter P. And you can go ahead and find us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. So go ahead and find us. Give us a like, subscribe, download a couple episodes, see which ones you like. Go back and listen to your favorite ones of the 2019 season. There were a lot of them. Uh, you know, leave us a rating, leave us a review. That stuff helps us out also. It helps us out tremendously when we're trying to produce Chicago Red Stars content for you guys. So, search for yeah. us on Patreon. And mostly, mainly, just search for us on Patreon. We'll be there at Southside Trail Podcast. You can't miss us. And uh, yeah, it feels good to be back. We'll catch you all soon.